Jesse Kelly show. Let's have some fun on a Monday. It is a Medal of Honor Monday, and the one I'm going to read tonight I've read before. Full disclosure, I'm going to read it again. It's been a long time since I've read this one. That's one hour from now, Medal of Honor Monday. We have Ann Coulter coming up an hour and a half from now. Ann tends to have something to say, a strong opinion or two. Joe Biden, um, these cash payments to illegal immigrants, they're absolutely going to happen. And Joe Biden is once again having difficulty controlling the volume of his voice. We have the the energy secretary blaming you, the unvaccinated, for the energy problems. China's testing out their military on mock-ups of our aircraft carriers and much, much, much more on the Jesse Kelly show tonight. It's going to be a good night. But I want to begin right here with something. I want to begin with Pete Buttigieg. Now, I have brought this up before. I'm going to bring it up again. I, I, I tend to look at things historically from like a 30,000 foot view level of it. That helps me a great deal with some things. It hurts me with other things. I'm really, really bad at details as Chris would be more than happy to tell you. If I understand I want something done, I'll tell you I want it done, but I'm not exactly sure where to cross the T's and dot the I's. I have a concept in mind. <laughs> like the, the wife is obsessed with details. I will I will come home and I'll say we're going to we're going to get some oysters this Friday night. She'll want to know what time we're leaving. She'll want to know where we're going. She'll want to know who we're going with. She'll probably want to know what kind of car we're driving. She's one of those accountant nerd types. I won't have even thought of any of that. I don't know. I just want to go get some oysters. That kind of thing. Because of that, I tend to I know this is really weird. I tend to think about America from a historical perspective, meaning I think about how I watch documentaries about other empires or wars and things like that. I read books about that stuff. Same stuff you do. I watch feature-length films that are made, you know, kind of fan fiction about the thing. They're going to make that stuff about America one day. You realize that. There's going to be whatever version of Netflix or Amazon is still around 500 years from now. And there are going to be several documentaries out there about the rise and fall of America. Just the same way you read about the Romans. There will be. Pete Buttigieg got up today and he said something. And I'm telling you, this is going to be part of one of those documentaries it's going to be the part of the documentary where they get to America's final phase, America's declining years. You know, the same way we read about Rome when they really clearly started to go downhill and senators started marrying horses and such. This Pete Buttigieg soundbite, in so many ways, in so many ways, it perfectly explains why we are where we are. As to where we target those those dollars, you know, I, I'm still surprised that some people were surprised when I pointed to the fact that uh, if a highway was built for the purpose of di dividing a white and a black neighborhood, or if an underpass was constructed such that a bus carrying mostly black and Puerto Rican kids uh, to a beach, or there would have been, uh, in New York was, was designed uh, too low for it to pass by, that that obviously reflects racism that went into those design choices. 
The roads are racist now, too. Everything is racist. Nothing you formerly believed was was real is actually real. We now exist entirely in a world of make-believe, and we are led by the dumbest, most depraved people in the history of the world. The audio sucks, so I'm not going to play this for you. I, I tried to figure out how we could do it. It's just not going to come through. But you're just going to have to take my word for it. You can look it up if you want. Kamala Harris, she went to NASA, and on camera, Dome asked the NASA guys about trees and environmental racism if they can track it. I'm not making that up. And honestly, when I watched it, I wasn't even I wasn't even mad. You know, normally we watch some stuff or we listen to some stuff and we get mad. I wasn't even mad. I sat there slack-jawed with my mouth just hanging open and, and I thought this is absolutely going to be on the documentary about the final years, decades, whatever you want to call it of America. These kinds of people, these are the kinds of leaders you have when you are on the way out. We have a million a million examples right now. You realize, you're going to think I'm making this up. I'm not. The Navy christened a new ship over the weekend in San Diego. Pretty cool, right? I mean, a naval vessel. Look, as much as I like to make fun of the Navy guys and their boyfriends, I'm not going to do that right here. But in all seriousness, Navy's pretty cool, isn't it? What's cooler than a big Navy ship, a big battleship, an aircraft carrier? I've encouraged people to visit Charleston and go see that World War II aircraft carrier they have. I mean, they're awesome. Awesome. You ever get a chance to tour one? Tour one. Pretty cool. We have a new Navy ship. Except... The person who christened this one in was a transgender, and the ship was the USNS Harvey Milk. Harvey Milk was the gay rights activist from San Francisco. So just want to make sure everyone's perfectly clear here. I have another headline right beside me that says, China builds mock-ups of U.S. Navy ships in an area used for missile target practice. In case you'd like to go see the pictures, they're available online. They even have a full mock-up of one of our aircraft carriers. And China built one of our aircraft carriers, and they're launching missiles at it. Why? Because China is fully aware we are going to fight a war with them at some point. They intend on winning. So while China was shooting missiles at one of our make-up aircraft carriers, we had a man who thinks he's a woman christened in a ship we named after a gay rights activist from San Francisco. Now, which one of those two countries do you think is going to win when they square off? It's uncomfortable, isn't it? We are led by the worst, dumbest people on the planet. And I've brought this up before, and I really mean it. I understand. It's not exactly news that I can be harsh and direct. Stop, Chris. There's no need to. I already, I, when I'm admitting it, I don't need you to make these noises reinforcing the fact that you know that's true. Anyway, I could be harsh and direct, but I've brought this up before, and I really mean it. I'm probably too harsh on just the average citizen. And you probably are, too. Yeah, you're an informed person. You're purposely listening to right-wing talk radio. You're the most informed person probably on the planet. You're probably too harsh. I know I am with the average citizen. What chance does the average citizen have 
to have any idea about what's real and what's false when you can't trust generals, admirals, uh, 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 doctors. You can't trust the CDC. The average person is supposed to know the CDC and FDA routinely lie for, for profit reasons. They're supposed to know. You can't ask that of the average citizen. The average citizen is supposed to know the things they see on normal major news channels, like the major networks, NBC, ABC, CBS, that those things are flat-out lies? How's that person supposed to know? If they don't have an active interest like you do, like I do, what chance does that person have? We live in a world now entirely of make-believe. Entirely of make-believe. Listen, listen to this. This is... The energy secretary, the energy secretary. And so the question is, as we move out of COVID, we know that that has been creating these supply chain bottlenecks, and that includes in the fuel sector as well. And so the Energy Information Agency, which is in the Department of Energy, has its forecast for the winter coming up uh, in two days. And we'll be looking to see what the prices are looking like there, but know that. The, uh, all of the economists uh, that the president has been relying on suggest that there is a transitory nature, nature to the inflation uh, problem as we move through the, the pandemic. And we want to make sure that we get everybody vaccinated so that we can unclog the bottlenecks that, that we've been seeing. The bottlenecks we're seeing, they're not because of lockdowns. They're not because of insane regulations. They're not because of anything any Democrat has done across the country. Haven't you heard these problems, all these supply chain problems? It's because of those dirty, unvaccinated people. Haven't you heard? A world entirely of make-believe. Entirely of make-believe. How many people out there to this day, to this day, believe in Russian collusion. Donald Trump colluded with Russia. We now even have the Washington Post coming out saying, oh, that was wrong. And now you expect that woman to be honest about inflation? Inflation's transitory? Is that what she just said? That's weird because I'm looking at an article right here that says gold just hit another two-month high as the dollar goes down. Oh, who's been telling you about Oxford Gold Group and getting gold delivered to your front door? Get gold from Oxford Oxford Gold Group and get it delivered to your front door. These people are assaulting the dollar every single day. It's not passive. They are destroying your dollar and my dollar every dime we have in the account. Buy gold. Oxford Gold Group will deliver it to your front door. Tell them Jesse told you to call. They will take extra care of you, but get some gold in your possession. These people are nuts. We are $30 trillion in debt now. They're never going to back off. Get something that holds its value to protect yourself. 833-995-GOLD. 833-995-GOLD. Oxford Gold Group. Fighting for your freedom every day. The Jesse Kelly Show. He said, hey, that fellow with the hair colored yellow. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Speaking about a man walking in with a gun in his hand. Off-duty NYPD sergeant opens fire in Queens karaoke bar during a fight with three men who refused to tip. Look, there is a laundry list of reasons why you want to be a good tipper. 
You don't want to get shot by an off-duty cop. That's got to be up towards number one. <laughs> I'm going to get back to what I was talking about here in just a second because I have this theory on on why they're pushing so hard, why they're yelling at us, why they're threatening us, why, why all this stuff. I'm going to get to that in a second. I did when I get to this email because I thought it was funny. Dear former menu whisperer, <laughs> I had to remove your self-proclaimed title due to your lack of knowledge of New York City tap water. Water is an ingredient used in cooking. New York City tap water is delicious. I know it's extreme to call water delicious, but if you have actually traveled to other parts of the country, as you say that you have, then you'd know that other places don't compare. I remember as a child visiting my grandparents in Orlando, and the tap water was vile. (laughs) He capitalizes vile. Someone even tried bottling New York City tap water and selling it. It was called tapped. Once when I was visiting L.A., I saw a store claim to use New York City tap water in their bagels. Everyone knows it's the water. The only explanation I could think of is that only Jews know this since water is a critical ingredient in so many ethnic Jewish foods. Chris, is that true? Is water a a central ingredient for you people? Yeah, that's what I thought, too. I thought it was in all foods. I don't think it's a Jewish thing. Anyway, moving on. He says, your alter ego Jewish producer, Chris, failed you. He he claimed you failed me. Okay. One, I've obviously been to New York a million times. I've never noticed the tap water being that good. No, I noticed it. Now, let me clarify. I, I didn't think it was bad, but I didn't drink it and think, oh, wow, that's the nectar from the gods. I thought it just tasted like water. Everyone was talking about, we had, in case you missed it, we were, had this conversation. I think it started on Friday because we get into some really deep topics on this show. Why you can't get a good bagel down here in Houston. Why the sandwiches in places like New York and New Jersey are simply superior to everywhere else in the country. Now, we have superior Mexican food in Texas. It's not like they're better at everything, but the sandwiches are so better. And everyone's writing in saying it's the water. Why? What are they doing to the water? Now, I understand why Houston water would be garbage. Houston's, I believe, under sea level. If not, it's at sea level. It's low. Yes, Chris, it's very low. Oh, we're 100 feet above. Oh, never mind. It's the, it's, it's the mountaintops down here, Chris. Okay, so look, we're at sea level, and it's just wet all the time. And nothing drains down here, so it's just a groundwater. Plus, there's the new air pollutant warning every other day on the news. Stay inside. We have yet another chemical leak. I mean, there's a reason the cancer center's down here. So I, I, I can understand why New York or why Houston would have bad water. I just don't understand specifically why New York would have good water. You know what? Forget about that. We're getting back to politics. I brought up in the at the beginning of the show, they're so angry with us. They're talking down to us all the time, and they're doing things they know will hurt people. They're doing them on purpose, and they're threatening to ramp them up even more. Remember, Joe Biden's vaccine mandate? It's going to be responsible for millions, not thousands, not tens of thousands, millions of people losing their jobs because of that vaccine mandate. That's staggering to just issue a rule like that. Millions of people lose their jobs. Then they get 
pasted, the Democrats do, in an election on Tuesday, and they turn around and double down and say, oh, it's coming for small businesses too. It's so weird. Now they're talking about money for illegal immigrants? And they're look, they're yelling at you about that too? Even though they lied in the beginning, they're yelling about it, but they're, they're going to give these illegal immigrants money. And you lost your child. You lost your child. It's gone. Okay. Why are you yelling? Why, are, why aren't you trying to sell that? Money for illegal immigrants is not a popular thing with anybody. I, look, anywhere, pick your blue area. That's not a popular thing. Well, I think I know why. We know Joe Biden isn't running the White House. That's obvious to anybody. Joe Biden's not in charge. He even pulled one of those things he did again. Oh, I'm going to get in trouble if I answer any more questions. No one's asking, um, who are you going to get in trouble with, Commander-in-Chief? Are you not in charge? You are the boss, but whatever, whatever. Joe Biden's not in charge. Ron Klain is in charge. Jill Biden is in charge. And Susan Rice is in charge. And what do all three of those people have in common? They're all going to have a great life, a better life, I would venture to say, the second Joe Biden's presidency is over. Ron Klain is the White House chief of staff. That's a big deal. That's a major role. The day Ron Klain walks out of the White House, let's say it's because Dome took over or maybe 2024 comes up and Biden didn't run. For whatever reason, whatever reason, Ron Klain walks out of the White House you know he saunters right into Wall Street and makes million a year giving speeches to Wall Street? It's true. Do you know he walks right on to a university campus? $50,000 a speech, I would say, probably at least. You're laughing right now? Don't, because I might be short. It might be $100,000 a speech to get up and speak for an hour to a college campus. And because the system takes care of its own and all these college campuses are run by communists, He'll be welcome onto several of them. Or maybe he'll just go the cable news route. Maybe he'll walk right into the headquarters of CNN, sign a contract for a half million dollars a year. What's he have to do? Uh, two TV appearances a week. Just come on Brian Stelter's show. It's boring enough anyway. There's nobody watching. Just come on Brian Stelter's show and explain why communism's the best. That's why they're going full speed ahead. Joe Biden isn't in control, so he's not even strong enough to try to save his presidency. The people who are in control, they're going to try to slam America into a mountain as hard as humanly possible on their way out the door because they all have the ultimate golden parachute. They were part of a communist regime, baby. They're going to be just fine. Talk to Carol Markowitz about that and other things. Hang on. Shining down. State of mind. Oh, I love that song. I love Billy Joel. Billy Joel is underrated. Underrated. Criminally underrated. You never hear the guy say, no, no, no. He is Chris. He, you know what? We're going to ask Carol about it, not you. You're stupid. Joining me now, Carol Markowitz, great columnist with the New York Post. Carol, Billy Joel. Underrated? I, mean, I like him. Underrated or yeah. overrated? I would say properly rated. My eight-year-old son just told me that Billy Joel is his favorite singer, so you know he's the coolest kid in his class. Um, <laughs> so I'm not really sure. I think he's appropriately rated. I okay. think he's, you know he gets the respect he deserves. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Carol, 
Eric Adams been making a lot of noise since that election was over, sounding like a man who might be tougher on crime and better on business. Mm -hmm. What does that mean? I'm excited for it. I mean, one of the more exciting comments to me was that he wants uh, to unmask kids in schools. I'm just partially worried about what happens when the rubber meets the road in actual office. I think that governing in New York isn't what people, you know, imagine it to be. Uh, It's not like you can come in with these great ideas and just implement them. I mean, there's, you know, lots of systems that stand in your way. So I I, I can't wait to see how it turns out. Um, I, I, you know, I, I know that he has some boldness to his proposals, and I enjoy that. And I like the fact that he's pushing back on media. They're like, why did you go out after, you you know, you won the election? And he's like, yeah, I went out. Why wouldn't I go out? I went here, and I went here, and I went to this other place, too. Um, so I like all that. It's oh. good. Okay, well, this see, this is very inspiring. I, I'm, I've been completely down on the guy because I don't hear any yeah. details. You know, I hear better for business. What? Okay, so... You're getting rid of the vaccine mandate? I hear tougher on crime, and and I want to know, okay, so you're going to keep the bad guys locked up, or is the no-cash bail staying? You know, are the things, is he going to change the things that are actually killing everything? He he will you know it's hard to say. So the 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 cash bail, for example, that's going to that's a state issue. He's not going to be able to do very much about that. Um, but he you know w- with other things like w- you know you're saying about business. Yeah, he he sort of has figured out that there are a lot of regulations that stand in the way of business, a, a fact that Democrats usually completely ignore. So he is saying that he's going to have the you know kind of the city agencies work better. But again, you know, is that going to be implemented when he has to deal with the various unions that uh, expect him to be on their side? I'm not sure. It it really remains to be seen. I think once he takes office, we're going to find out very quickly whether or not he can be the guy that campaigned and, you know, is running on all these things or whether he will have uh, a giant mountain to climb that he's going to be unable to climb. Carol, New York... Versus Florida. It's been no secret. (laughs) Older New Yorkers retire, and Florida's always been a lot cheaper, and they've been moving Mm -hmm. down to Florida. Well, now, apparently half the country's moving down to Florida. Tell me about this doctor down there. So I had an exclusive interview with the Surgeon General in Florida, Dr. Joseph Ladapo. Um, He has gotten some questionable press. Believe it or not, the liberal media is against him. Um, They hate Ron DeSantis, the governor, and so, you know, by default, they also hate his Surgeon General. I found him to be really inspiring and sane and normal and saying such normal, sane things. It was like I, I hadn't heard these kinds of things in a while. Things like... COVID's important. Fighting COVID's important. It's not the only thing that's important. Like, when's the last time we had a public health official say something like that? He talked about obesity. He talked about different health risks. He said, you know, fighting COVID or trying not to get COVID or trying not to die from COVID is just one piece of the health picture. And that's so correct. I mean, it's so correct. It's so obvious. And yet, you know, has Dr. Fauci ever said anything like that? Has he ever said, like, you know, COVID is just one part of the healthcare puzzle. You should you should try not to get heart disease, and you should try not to you know have a multitude of other health concerns as well. It's not just COVID, and that was you know the big thing that the doctor said to me. 
Uh, why, Carol, why don't you think Dr. Fauci has talked about things like that, like obesity and whatnot? I mean, not just to isolate him, even though I can't stand that yeah. little troll, but uh, for, the, <laughs> for everybody you see on TV, every talking head, politician, doctor, yeah. why is it all vaccine, 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 vaccine? We haven't heard anything about vitamin right. D, other treatments. We, you're, you're not even allowed to bring those up half the time. They'll cancel your social yeah. media. What is the reasoning behind that? Well, that's, that's the most obvious answer is that you will be canceled. And Dr. Ladapo, um, the, he's called anti-vax. And yet when I spoke to him, um, he absolutely brought up vaccines as one method to dealing with COVID. But it's only one tool. And he said that, you know, when he talks about treatments, for example, which, you know, Florida has been at the forefront of a lot of different COVID treat- treatments, um, he gets called anti-vaxxer. And who wants that, right? I mean, look, if you're a conservative, you're used to being called names, you're used to being called racist or, you know, whatever other ridiculous name that they they label us. But if you're like a mainstream health guy, um, you're not, you, you just don't want to be labeled anything. And so you're going to take the safer path and say, okay, if, if the argument has to be vaccines only and no discussion of treatments whatsoever, then that's the path I'm going to take. Um, and it, he absolutely has gotten so much abuse. And, you know, I, I wrote about Florida my previous week's column as well. Uh, I write on Mondays at the Post. And so last Monday I wrote about Florida and had, how it had the lowest COVID case rate in the country. And I got so many people saying to me, yeah, but their Surgeon General is an anti-vaxxer that I wanted to speak to him and find out, well, like, are you an anti-vaxxer? Like, do you really don't think the vaccine, you know, is helpful? Or, you know, all the things that people accused him of that obviously never asked him or spoke to him in any way. And I think it's just safer for a lot of people not to go his route. And I'm glad that he's actually speaking up and saying there's more to fighting COVID than the vaccine. Why does this man show courage when no one else, well, not no one else, that's not fair, when very few in his field have? What, what, what sense of the man did you get? Well, so one of the things I found out about him is while he was getting his MD degree from Harvard, uh, he also got his PhD. He's very into data. He's not like, I mean, the idea that Ron DeSantis hired somebody unqualified is a joke. He is extremely qualified. Uh, so I think he's been delving into the data and he has seen things that are obvious to a lot of people, but we're, again, we're not allowed to talk about lest you be called an anti-vaxxer, lest you be kicked off of social media. Um, and he's, he's braver. He's braver than a lot of his, um, you know, colleagues that won't take these stands because it's easier not to. Okay. Ron DeSantis, Carol, I, I yeah. don't fall in love with politicians. I don't, I don't worship Same. men. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's hard not to like a lot of what we're seeing down there yeah. right now. What yeah. are your what's your sense about his ambition? Um, I hope that he runs for president. Um, I think he's doing a fantastic job. I also don't fall in love with politicians, and I'm super ready for him to disappoint me. And look, I don't even agree with him on a lot of things. I think I've had a couple of uh, disagreement, disagreements with him on policies already, um, but that's fine. Overall, I think that what I like about him is that he marches to the beat of his own drum. He's not afraid of the National Republican Party or having the newspapers you know, say bad things about him. He hired Christina Pushaw, which is a bulldog, um, you know, mm-hmm. uh, spokesperson. She's amazing. I love the way she responds to press. I think she gives them exactly what they deserve. 
And I think he's doing a fantastic job of bringing normal to Florida. And normal is what we should be after. I, you know, I've talked about it on the show before where my family is absolutely thinking of making the move very soon. I'm not going to have New York songs as my intro on the Jesse Kelly song, on the Jesse Kelly show. Um, and, you know, I'm going to have to find some Florida songs. <laughs> You'll always have an intro on my show. Carol Markowitz, New York Post. Thank you, Carol. Thank you so much. Thank you. I am always impressed by people who are willing to swim against the tide. It's part of the reason I have fascination with how things have gone in Florida versus how they've gone in New York. Hang on, I have more thoughts on that. But you know the original My Pillow. I mean, everyone remembers when those pillows first started coming out. And remember, I wasn't even in radio. I was selling RVs, I think, when they first came out. But everyone was talking to me about this pillow, this incredible pillow. Got to try a pillow. Got to try a pillow. And I, I like a good pillow, but it's not something I ever really thought about placing a priority on until I bought my first My Pillow. Oh my gosh, <laughs> it's the best thing ever. And they were originally sixty nine ninety eight. Right now, if you go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener specials and use the promo code JESSE, $19.98. You can get a MyPillow, the original MyPillow, for $19.98, or you can upgrade to the King Pillow for just $10 more. Look, he's offering an extended money-back guarantee until March 1st. Go now. MyPillow.com, radio listener specials, promo code JESSE. Go get a steal on a MyPillow today. You're listening to the Oracle. You're going to love this one. It's a scream, baby. The Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. A couple housekeeping items before I forget. It's Medal of Honor Monday. That's coming up about 10 minutes from now. We take a Medal of Honor citation as we do every Monday, and we just read it. It's nothing special. We do it because these men are special, and their deeds were special, and they deserve to be remembered. And the one from today might be my favorite of all time. Uh, you may have heard of this guy. Just just hang on about 10 minutes from now. It's really, really good. What are some other housekeeping things? Oh, if you forgot any, if you missed any part of the show, the whole thing's on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. Uh, there's something else. You know our new assistant producer, his name is Michael. We just found out him and his friends used to actually waterboard each other for fun, so he's clearly going to be around the show for quite some time. And we've been buying on occasion. Don't write me and tell me it's bad for me. I know it is. We've been buying on occasion some of the little five-hour energy thingies or whatever little energy thing they have by the counter at the gas station. I know you're going to find this shocking, Chris looked into it and found a better deal somewhere else, and he's asking if we can stockpile it. Just please, Chris, go do what you love, bud. Don't let us hold you back at all. <laughs> all right. All right. Back to this world of make-believe, and I'm going to talk about truckers here in a minute because I have a feeling that is something that's about to bite us all right in the rear end. But back to the world of make-believe these politicians live in. And, and how creepy it is that they're saying the things they're saying. Wrap your mind around this. Where do you stand? You said last week uh, that this report about uh, migrant families at the border getting payments uh, was garbage. No, I didn't uh, say that. Let's get it straight. You said 
Everybody coming across the border gets five hundred, four hundred fifty thousand dollars. So the number was what you had a problem. The number I was referring to. Okay. Now here's the thing. Sure. If in fact, because of the the outrageous behavior of the last administration, you coming across the border, whether it was legal or illegal, and you lost your child, you lost your child. It's gone. You deserve some kind of compensation, no matter what the circumstances. What that will be, I have no idea. I have no idea. Let's let's, let's forget about what he said about the cash payments, because I know you're probably getting ready to choke the radio right now. Forget about that. Set that aside for a moment. Think how weird it is that insanity just builds on more insanity, and we never pause long enough to unpack the initial insanity. It's as if it's as if we're building a tall, tall skyscraper, and in the bottom floor, on the bottom floor. All the foundation has cracks in it. It's failing all the strength tests. And we're sitting there like, you're, you're, you're doing this. I'm doing this. We're like, well, wait a minute. This is bad. We need to change this. And they're already three floors up just building more on top of it. So we never actually get to the fact the whole bottom floor is gone. Uh, you know kids should be separated from adults at the border, right? Uh, that's not an angry, evil, wrong policy. Bad, bad people grab kids from Central and South America. It's actually not as often Mexico, but sometimes Mexico too. And they traffic these kids across the border pretending to be their parents. This is, and I'm going to be family friendly about this, but I want to make sure we're real clear about what happens. Many of these children are then sold into slavery. When I say slavery, I mean the just horrendous kind. You remember when I had uh, the great journalist Laura Logan on that on my show that one time? I'm going to bring her back on soon. But remember when she came on? What she came on and said? She interviewed one of these cartel leaders from in the states. Remember, they have leaders in the states and leaders outside of the states. And she sat down with one of them. I believe it was in Austin, Texas, if I remember right. And found out from him that these kids they're trafficking across the border, pretending to be their parents, mind you. They then take these children and they're not only uh, just doing the worst things possible to them. They're filming it for people to consume on the internet. You separate children from their parents at the border. And if you're a parent who doesn't want to be separated from your child, stay away from the border. Stay in your own country. Apply for for whatever kind of asylum, whatever you can do the right way, legal immigration, green card, I don't care. Don't just stroll up the Mexican desert and show up at the border of Texas with your kid and say, what, you're taking little Pedro? That's inhumane. You know what's inhumane? Dragging your child thousands of miles surrounded by wolves and then getting here and whining about the United States of America. You should separate kids at the border. Parents across Central and South America and the globe, they should think they should think they will be eaten by crocodiles at the border. No, I don't think we need to feed people to crocodiles, but you know what I mean. Instead, instead, we are actually building on this lie. The child separation is inhumane. Have have these people never spoken to anybody on the border patrol? Do you know the monsters who are bringing these kids across? And I mean, 
I, I do believe in angels and demons. Let me clarify this. And I don't believe people can become that. But when you hear about some of the things these cartel guys do and these coyote guys do, you really, really wonder. It's, it's like, uh, what's a great example? It's like reading about Nazi camp guards. You read about Nazi camp guards or, or uh, Dr. Mengele, the guy who experimented on all the Jews, did the really creepy experiments. I'm just, just the world. When you read about Dr. Mengele, you say to yourself, was there any human left inside of him? Because it doesn't seem like doesn't seem like there could be. That's what you think when you read the actual stories about what happens across our border to children and women. You should separate kids at the border and getting up and announcing that you won't separate kids from their parent well, quote, from their parents at the border anymore actually enables child sex trafficking. It does. If you've ever uttered a word like, well, I'm an immigration squish. I just think we should let them in here. You enable child sex trafficking. That's a fact. But we can't ever unpack the first lie before there are 10 lies up the road. It's wild, isn't it? All right. That's enough ugliness. Let's go with some beauty. Let's go with a Medal of Honor citation for Medal of Honor Monday. And then we're going to talk truckers. Hang on. Jesse Kelly show and yes it's about time for Medal of Honor Monday we are getting a lot of opinions about the New York water again just for anybody look sometimes it's a really dumb show I was explaining to Chris because he's never left the state of Texas why the sandwiches or or that the sandwiches are so much better in the Northeast Philly New Jersey New York all they just are Mexican foods better here the sandwiches are better up there everyone is writing in saying it's the water Chris is now disputing that. I I think I'm disputing it too. I've had the water there a lot. I mean, it's fine, but I, I don't know. He then tried to tell me that I should take a jug of water back with me the next time I come back from New York. Yeah, Chris, I'll lug around a gallon of water so you can try New York water. That makes sense. But it does remind me, this one time, we're going to get to Medal of Honor Monday real quick in a second. This one time, ah, I've done so many stupid things in my life. I can't believe anybody listens to this show. We were... We were flying. I forgot what I was flying, but it was for work. And I don't want to make myself sound like Chris, but I don't like to spend money. I don't like to spend money. And in the morning, after I'm done brushing my teeth, I like to use Listerine. Okay, it's not abnormal. I would assume a lot of people use some form of mouthwash out there. I buy the big ones from from one of the big stores, whatever I can. The biggest ones you can find because you save money. Don't start with me, Chris. Don't start with me. I'm not as bad as you. Anyway, so I have this huge thing of Listerine, the biggest one you can buy. It's gigantic. Where I'm going for work, I'm going to be for a couple weeks. I don't want to buy another Listerine when I get there. So I take this huge thing of Listerine and I actually pack it in my suitcase. It turns out something went wrong or this is the norm. I don't know because I'm never going to try it again. The pressure... Up there in the sky caused my Listerine to explode. And I mean, when I got there, I could smell my bag as it came down the luggage thing in the airport. I could smell it. I knew what had happened before I opened the bag. I was like, wow, that is minty. 
And I opened the thing up, and there, the bottle's completely empty. There wasn't a drop of Listerine back in there. My stuff, I smelled minty for quite a while. Quite a while. <laughs> All right. It's time. Honoring those who went above and beyond. It's Medal of Honor Monday. This Medal of Honor citation is one of my favorites. This human being is a legend. Speaking of New Jersey, he's actually a New Jersey native. And his hometown actually has, I believe they call it Bazalone Day. Once every year, I think, in honor of this man. His name is John Bazalone, United States Marine Corps. For extraordinary heroism and conspicuous gallantry in action against enemy Japanese forces above and beyond the call of duty while serving with the 1st Battalion, 7th Marines, 1st Marine Division in the Lunga area, Guadalcanal, Solomon Islands on the 24th and 25th of October, 1942. While the enemy was hammering at the Marine defensive positions, Sergeant Bazalone, in charge of two sections of heavy machine guns, fought valiantly to check the savage and determined assault. In a fierce frontal attack with the Japanese blasting his guns with grenades and mortar fire, one of Sergeant Bazalone's sections, with its gun crews, was put out of action, leaving only two men able to carry on. Moving an extra gun into the position, he placed it in action, then, under continual fire, repaired another and personally manned it, gallantly holding his line until replacements arrived. A little later, with ammunition critically low and the supply lines cut off, Sergeant Bazalone, at great risk of his life and in the face of continued enemy attack, battled his way through hostile lines with urgently needed shells for his gunners, thereby contributing in large measure to the virtual annihilation of a Japanese regiment. His great personal valor and courageous initiative were in keeping with the highest traditions of the U.S. Naval Service. And I should probably... Might as well go ahead and elaborate on a couple things here. One, 1st Battalion, 7th Marines, that was actually my unit as well. Although John Bazelon was just a little bit more brave and tough than I ever even thought about being. That was my Marine unit, and we talked about him a lot, so that part was really cool. When they're talking about the annihilation of the Japanese regiment, remember, we're just going to do a little history rewind here, and then we're going to get back to all the current stories and whatnot. The Japanese in World War II were a different animal completely different animal and i'm a huge fan of japan japanese culture japanese people i was having i was stationed there for six months but during that war there was i mean the japanese culture already has a little bit of a fascination with death i mean they still have a, a forest over there today called suicide forest it's just a different it's just a different culture i'm actually not judging it's just different it's not my culture but it's different well when it comes to warfare, they had this obsession with dying for their country. And on Guadalcanal, they hadn't really tangled with Marines yet. And Marines hadn't really tangled with them yet. They, they, everyone knew of each other, but they hadn't really tangled. By the way, you can call in now, 877-377-4373. They hadn't really tangled yet. Well, there was this elite unit there. This Japanese unit was an elite unit. If I remember right, they were the Ichiki Battalion, but I may have that wrong. I believe they were called Ichiki. I'm doing this off the top of my head here. And the Marines got to Guadalcanal and dug in. And when Marines dig in, it's really, really hard to get through. So they had all the lanes of fire. They had fields of fire set up. They were ready to go. The Japanese... 
I mean, it's it's one of these hotly debated little issues in World War II. If you start talking about a historian about it, this is an elite unit, right? So these are top level guys. You've spent years in training and equipment. These are tough, tough Japanese guys. I mean, they were all tough, but these guys were super tough. They just charged the Marines. Now remember this. Remember about prejudice. People talk a lot about racism and prejudice. Everyone has it. That's why I don't. That's why I don't hesitate to talk about it. I just don't dwell on it because I know everyone has it. We were very racist against Japanese people back then. Um, they were just as racist against us. It's just, just human nature. That's the history of the world. People have this prejudice inside of them. I'm not. There's no. I don't judge us. I don't judge them for it. That's how people are. It's how people are. So they thought Marines and Americans were too soft and decadent and that we wouldn't be able to hold up under fire. So this night, the night Bazalone won this, they decided to simply start charging. They take all their took all their best guys and started charging these dug-in Marines in waves, and they'd just be pouring waves at them. And we would be chopping up, chopping up so many of them that the bodies would get stacked too high. There's actually a good depiction of this in that uh, miniseries. Flags of Art? No, The Pacific. There's a miniseries, The Pacific, on HBO. They, they show this pretty well. The bodies of the Japanese troops were stacking up too high for us to be able to see, and troops would have to run out and push them over so you could see the other Japanese coming. It was that kind of carnage, and yet they wouldn't stop charging. So yet very brave, but so incredibly wasteful of these highly, highly, highly trained men. And it did kind of gloss over, not not that it's a bad Medal of Honor citation, this man's incredible, but when he left to go get more ammunition, he ran into Japanese soldiers at night, and he beat them to death. John Bazalone is a bad man, was a very, very bad, bad man, and I mean that in the best human way possible. And as many people know, he went on to, he actually came back to the States because he won a Medal of Honor, he was a hero, he didn't like that. This was not a guy who wanted the spotlight. He couldn't take it that Marines were out there untrained and not ready. And he basically forced them to let him back in. And he went and gave his life on Iwo Jima. How about that? Now that is a cool Medal of Honor citation. Again, the only reason we do this, it's everyone knows I'm a bad person. It's a bad show. I get it. But it is important that we hold men like that up in our society. We celebrate everything that's wrong and filthy and horrible now. And we denigrate anybody who thinks for themselves. We denigrate the people who we should be celebrating. We read Medal of Honor citations so just any young person out there can know. Because I know a lot of people listen with their kids. So any young person out there will know that's the kind of man I want to be. Forget all the wretched filth this society pushes on you now. You want to be John Bazalone. You want to be John Bazalone. It's better to live your life only 20-some years and die like John Bazalone did than live 90 years like so many of the useless cowards we have in this society today. All right, we're going to talk about truckers in a second. But we did have a listener suggestion. You see, Michael, the new guy Michael... As I said, he and his friends used to waterboard each other, and now a listener wants me to use my hero gun and shoot Chris. 
Chris is, I will tell you, initially he's, he's, he's resisting as, as it stands right now, but I think we're going to talk him into it. Look, we all know all it's going to take is some cash, and Chris is going to be all in. Just, he's going to be all in. And I think, I think if we do that, we should record it. But Hero's awesome. This gun is awesome. It shoots pepper ball projectiles a hundred miles an hour. Ooh, you're gonna you're not gonna like that, Chris. And when it hits you, this chemical pepper cloud engulfs you, and it is debilitating. Protect yourself and your family. That child you're sending off to college, protect yourself. Go to hero2020.com. Use the code Jesse. It'll get you a special discount. Hero2020.com. Code Jesse. State restrictions may apply. The Jesse Kelly Show. On air and online at jessekellyshow.com. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. And I've got to tell you, I did not realize the kind of support shooting Chris with a pepper ball would, would actually pick up. This is picking up fast here, Chris. No, we're not doing a fundraiser for you to do it at all. All right, I'll tell you what we need to do. Because I really want to shoot someone with a pepper ball too. Here's what we're going to do. We need to find a communist of some kind who we want to hurt. And we'll be honest with them. We're going to shoot you with a pepper ball. It's the hero gun. You're not going to be able to move because you're going to be in so much pain for quite some time. But it's not going to kill you. And then we'll pay them for it. None of these communists have any money. They're all poor. Otherwise, they wouldn't be communists. So that's what we're going to do, Chris. We need to go ahead, track down a poor communist, and we're going to shoot them on camera. for It's for the show. It's for the show. It's fine. Let's get to some emails. Remember, you can email the show, jesse at jessekellyshow.com, jesse at jessekellyshow.com. To the menu guy via Rogue, Chris, and the beer runner. I think you're the beer runner, Michael. Just heard your commentary on who gets the armrest in the theater. Hilarious. As for me, I will not sit next to anyone I'm not sleeping with, so I have to go when the theater is not crowded. As for your gladiator speech, so on and so forth. Okay, is this weird? And I need you to shoot me straight here. The wife says it's very weird. I say it's the most normal thing in the world. I go to the movies by myself. Is that odd? Am I a loser? I, and, and it's not. Well, hold on, hold, don't answer. No, no, no one's answering that question. No one's answering that question. But I enjoy the movies by myself. Why wouldn't the movies by yourself be a thing? It's not a conversational thing. In fact, you really should shut up in there, sit down, and enjoy the movie. I don't understand why that's controversial at all. I work as a DOD, that's Department of Defense, civilian aircraft mechanic. Obviously, I was forced under threat of my livelihood to get the shot. This has been the worst month of my life. I've always been steadfast in my demeanor. I've never let things bother me too much, and I've not had the easiest life. Therefore, I've developed sort of hardness. That being said, getting this vaccine has demoralized me to the point of anxiety, panic attacks, and depression. I can't sleep. I can't eat. And I've been hospitalized due to severe dehydration. To those who are considering getting it, don't. I'd give anything to take it back. Don't be a coward like me. Says I can use his name. I'm not going to use your name. Don't be beating yourself up with that coward stuff. All right. As I have said a thousand times already, and I'm going to say it again. 
If you're someone who's right now standing up and rebelling against this tyrannical trash, I am with you. I support you all the way. Don't take anything you don't want to take. I get it. But if you're somebody like this guy who took it so you can pay your bills, and I get it. I get it. All the way. I've, I've been out of work before. I've been desperate for work. I was on Craigslist looking for a job with a wife and two kids. I know what it's like to not pay your bills or to have the thought of not paying your bills. You're never going to get any judgment here. And stop calling yourself a coward. Stop calling yourself a I don't like when people do that. You, we are, we're all under somebody, right? We're all underneath somebody. I mean, I'm not even talking about Kamala. We're all underneath someone. We're all, we're all stuck in situations where there are people over us in some way who can get us to do things we don't want to do. There are very rarely in life do you get to the point where you never have to do something you don't want to do. It just it doesn't, it doesn't happen. Even my job. What, I didn't even have a job. I screw off for a living. I'm talking to the microphone for a living. This isn't even real. It's the most fun thing I've ever done in my life. And even, even now, I occasionally have to do something I don't want to do. No, no, I'm, no one's making me take the vaccine or anything like that. But if you're a cog in the wheel, you know what that makes you? Just like everybody else, we all are on some level. We all are on some level. I don't think I should have to obey the same speed limits as everyone else. I'm an excellent driver. I'm an excellent driver. And you know what? Many of you suck. You should have a 65-mile-per-hour speed limit. I could easily handle 85. I don't text and drive. I don't look up, down. I keep my two hands on the steering wheel because I like to imagine I'm a getaway driver and we just robbed a bank, so I keep two hands on the steering wheel. Shut up, Chris. You know you do it, too. Two hands on the steering wheel. I check my mirrors. I signal. I'm polite. I let other people in. I'm a top-tier driver. Top-tier, baby. I shouldn't have to follow the speed limit, but I do. <clears throat> for the most part, I do, because I'm not in charge. If I don't, one of you police officers is going to pull me over. And then, I'm, you know what I'm going to totally do next time I get pulled over, Chris? I'm going to do the, don't you know who I am thing? Just because I thought it, I always think that's so hilarious. <laughs> How bad? How bad does that come off? How bad? That's why I'm totally going to do it. Absolutely. What? It'll be funny. If it's on video, it'll be funny. You know it will. All right. I'm going to play you something. Do me a favor. Play number 12. No, 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 no. You know what? Play number 13. And while you listen to this, I want you to, once again, we've done this before, I want you to look around you and think about everything that was on a truck at one point or another. Trucking industry leaders are asking for exemptions from the federal mandate. The industry heads say that without the exemptions, they're going to lose more than a third of their drivers. Trucking companies say it might be impossible to enforce weekly coronavirus testing for unvaccinated workers. On top of that, they say they couldn't possibly afford the huge fines. American trucking industry short over 72,000 drivers as Biden's supply chain crisis continues. 72,000 drivers have been pulled from the roads since January due to the implementation of a new drug testing required by the Drug and Alcohol Clearinghouse, according to the New York Post. It's staggering the numbers of drivers we lost because of the new drug testing rules. 
This, uh, I, I hesitate sometimes to make these horrible, dire predictions, but this has the makings of being a real disaster. We were already really, really, really short of drivers at a time when we could not afford to be really, really short of drivers. And this is before the vaccine mandates really, really go into effect. Now, they're starting to go into effect now, but we already have, what was it, the Fifth Circuit? They already stopped the vaccine mandate. They're all, whoa, whoa, this doesn't sound right at all. So it's not even an executive order. But companies are still moving forward with it. If we lose 10% more of truckers, 20% more of truckers, Oh, my goodness. That experiment, look around you. What came on a truck? All of it. (laughs) Pretty much everything around you right now came in a truck at one point in time. Man, might be some ugly times. Let's talk to Ann Coulter about that and more next. It is. The Jesse Kelly Show, welcoming in now the author of 13 New York Times bestsellers, Ann Coulter, clearly a better author than picker of music, and The Grateful Dead. Oh, gosh, really? Oh, it was so cool that the Astros kept playing Foolish Heart at at the World Series. I almost rooted for them for that reason alone. (laughs) All right. And... I don't know about you, but I rest easy at night knowing the U.S. Navy has just christened in the USNS Harvey Milk and a transgender did it for us. We are certainly going the right direction as a country. I'll tell you that much. I'm I'm beginning to look forward to the Chinese taking over. <laughs> <laughs> and... How did we go so haywire so fast? I mean, you, you've been all over this stuff for a long time, but it, it feels like it was like 15 minutes ago we were relatively normal, and now our, the vice president is asking NASA about racist trees. How did this happen so fast? <laughs> it, it, it was like it's zero to 100 on me overnight. Yes, yes, and all of the um – not only Confederate monuments, but Jefferson monuments, um, statues of Abraham Lincoln, to say nothing of of Christopher Columbus. Um, That is really fast. I saw um, on TV last night, um, I didn't watch the whole thing, but it reminded me of um, real chick flick, Um, so don't retch. Um, What's it called? uh, Sweet Home Alabama, that movie with uh. Witherspoon. Mm-hmm. But what's interesting that I remembered um, is that a big part of that movie is the adorable Confederate reenactors. Um, and, you know, the mayor of New York, played by Candace Bergen, and her hand, and Democrat, of course, and Democrat, I mean, in the, in the movie, Democrat's son, um, come down from New York, and they're so excited they can have their wedding at a plantation. I don't know if you've seen, but, but, you know, actors and actors, some semi-famous people are apologizing for having weddings oh, at plantations now. No, it's re- the country has really gone mad. Um, I mean, I guess there are a lot of different ways to p- pitch it, but one is the the demand for for racism exceeds the supply, so we just have to go to nothingness, to words. I said something wrong. I'm you know, 
I'm, I'm a bigot, so I must be as bad as a KKK. Or, but they're, they're, they're digging down into, into crazy things to call everything, everything racist because it's fun to be a victim. You get a lot of, there's a, there are a lot of rewards waiting, waiting for victims. But things are moving fast. Um, there's also Joe Biden did get elected, um, nominated. Uh, because of black people. Remember, he lost the first caucuses and primaries. I mean, it wasn't like it was neck and neck. Um, him and Sanders, him and Buttigieg in a, in a fight to the finish. No, Biden kept coming in like seventh. And then he goes down to South Carolina. Jim Clyburn tells black people, we're voting for Biden, and they say, okay. And they vote for Biden. He gets the nomination. So the Democratic Party, which is already... Um, you know, weaken the knees, um, flattering, <laughs> have to have to kiss Al Sharpton's ring. Um, there does seem to be this crazy obeisance to the to the black caucus right now, but it is really fast the craziness and the victimology that's going on. And speaking with Ann Coulter, of course, author of thirteen New York Times bestsellers, and. <sighs> The COVID vaccine, COVID lockdown nuttiness clearly doesn't have an end date because there's just too much money and power involved in it now. So how am I supposed to look at this any other way than it's just going to divide the country up? The red states are going to continue to break hard right. Clearly, the blue states aren't. This is going to divide up the nation. Am I wrong? One, um, I'll give credit to a mutual friend here, Buck Sexton. In the summer of 2020, the shutdowns were so stupid. Um, there were a bunch of states that weren't shut down, and they, we've had a lot of time to look at it. Turns out they were right. Um, they have done no worse, and in many cases, much better um, than the shutdown, heavily masked up states. And I just thought the whole, I don't think COVID helped or hurt Trump. I think people, even, even people who hated Trump, you know, they may say, oh, and this is, he's handling it so poorly. Everybody could see it's a worldwide pandemic. Um, no one was blaming Trump for that, for not building the wall, for backing down, down to Paul Ryan, um, for basically getting into office and doing absolutely nothing. Yes, they blamed him for that. Um, COVID, no. But the left surely thought that that was a good way to go after Trump. Um, they talked about it, you know, every night on MSNBC, on CNN, and, oh, there's pandemic. Um, that that being the case, I, I just, it, but it was so obviously stupid. In the summer of 2020, I remember talking to Buck about this, and I said, I don't think they'll do it quickly, but, you know, soon after the election, within the next few months, they'll slowly admit that every randomized controlled study shows that masks don't work for COVID. Um, they'll slowly <laughs> admit, um, um, you know, the shutdowns aren't doing anything. We really just need to protect old people. The obvious things that all of us knew by the summer of 2020, if you read any scientific literature or pay attention to this at all. And Buck said, oh, no, Anne, they like controlling us. And when he said it, I, I, I did recognize the brilliance of his point. I didn't need to wait to see it happen. A light bulb went on over my head, and I said to him, oh, my gosh, you're right. They're never going to stop this. They are. This is their fascistic nature. They love being Karens. They love bossing people around. Um, the bright side of all this 
is that in places like that, that the red state people are moving to, like Texas and Florida, um, you know, I know that the, the natives are all nervous. Wait a second, are we going to go the way of Vermont, where New Yorkers move in and turn a rock-ribbed Republican state? Um, you know, like Brooklyn, New York. No, no, it turns out, at least I know this is happening in Florida, I suspect it's happening in Texas, that thanks to MSNBC, CNN, the New York Times, so on and so forth, liberals in the, in the blue states are terrified of going to Florida or Texas. So not all, but most of the people who are moving to the red states are the non-insane people from the blue states. Yeah. Registered Republicans outnumber registered Democrats in Florida for the first time in Florida history. Proof that playing offense works because it scares the dirty communists out of your state, too. And Coulter, everybody, and what are you having for dinner tonight, real quick? <laughs> That's a very funny question. I think I'll be having Italian. And you? Steak. Well, not Italian, and I'm better than that. I'm going to go Mexican food, which is Italian food only with more class. I love Mexican food, but I feel like I'm having junk food for dinner. <laughs> That's why it's so good. good. <laughs> Ann Coulter, everyone. Thank you, Ann. Good to talk to you. Bye-bye. I was just kidding. I actually like Italian food, and I felt like I got Tommy Toppered when she went Italian. So I f- what happens is I have um, <clears throat> maturity problems. So that's right. Everyone knows this by now. I have maturity problems. And so when I feel like I'm being attacked in any way, I simply lash out like a small child. That's 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 how adults handle their stuff. <laughs> All right. We are going to get to some actual phone calls, I promise, at some point in time. 877-377-4373. Uh, Joe Biden apparently farted. And I don't mean in private. No, I'm not making this up. I'm actually not making a joke. Uh, in front of the Duchess of Cornwall... Joe Biden farted so loud and so long that she, quote, can't stop talking about it. So that's, this is all going very well. This is all going very well. All right. We're, we're going to get back to that in just a second. But let me talk to you for a moment, for a moment, about your house, your apartment, wherever you live. It stinks. And I, I know you keep it clean. I'm not not insulting it, but homes pick up odors the longer you're in them. You don't realize it because they're your odors. It's the food you cook. It's your pet. It's your body odor. It's your paint. It's your, it's your, your home picks up odors. Eden Pure Thunderstorm, it's not like other air purifiers. One, it's smaller and a lot more quiet. Two, it doesn't cover up the odors in your home. It takes them out of the air. This thing takes cigarette smell out of the air. You know how impossible that is? I own three of them. I keep one in my bedroom, one in my son's room, one in the living room. You can do the same. Go to EdenPureDeals.com. Use the promo code JESSE3. That's JESSE and the number three. You get a three-pack for under $200. That's a $200 savings. EdenPureDeals.com. Code JESSE3. Jesse Kelly. Back soon. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on a Monday. I have a lot to get to. Dang it. I feel like I'm falling behind. And I'm, I, We should focus on the important stuff. It's probably time to prioritize some stuff. So let's talk more about shooting Chris with one of these pepper balls. 
People are asking why I'm not going to be shot with the pepper balls. I don't want to be shot by one of those things. Chris is the one who can be bought for anything. All it takes is money, and we'll talk him into anything he wants. What, Chris? What? Chris asked Chris asked if I'd ever been shot by one of the hero guns. I have not. I, everyone, I mean, I think everyone knows about my pepper spray experience, I believe. All right, all right, a couple things. No, I've never been shot with a hero gun. I have two experiences at least that I know of. Well, three of being basically gassed. The first one was in boot camp, Marine Corps boot camp. <laughs> one time they were really mad at us. I don't know if we did anything wrong. And it doesn't matter whether you did anything wrong. They'll find a way to get mad at you. They uh, They put us all in the bathroom stall. And I mean... The no, like a bathroom stall that you'd find out in public, they stuffed 10 of us in there. So you're, you're all sitting on top of each other, and then they poured ammonia all over the ground, and you can't breathe. And that wasn't fun. That certainly wasn't fun. That, 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 caused, that caused a bit of panic in there with the fellas. That was not a pleasant experience. Then there was the gas chamber in, the boot, in boot camp where they take tear gas and they, quote, teach you how to, how to uh, uh, put on your gas mask, take off your gas mask. Well, they're really just going in there to torment you. I mean, yes, you're learning how to put it on and take it off. But at one point, they basically make you suck in all this tear gas and you can't breathe. And you're just snotting and coughing everywhere and your eyes are watering. But all of that paled in comparison to getting pepper sprayed. And remember, when I talk about Hero Gun, it's way, way, way stronger than pepper spray. Way stronger than pepper spray. So this is the pepper spray experience. I They made me go be a cop for a while in the Marine Corps. I didn't want to, but they took me out of my infantry unit for six months, made me go be a cop for a while. It's called the Provost Marshal's Office. It doesn't matter what it's called. And part of that is you have to carry pepper spray around, so you have to get pepper spray qualified. <laughs> now, a small percentage of the population, they said it was 2%, a small percentage of the population is immune to pepper spray. They don't know what that percentage is. It doesn't go by skin color or anything else. They don't know. So in order to get pepper spray qualified, they make you stand there. You close your eyes. They hose down your face with this stuff. And then you turn around and you have to go through this little course eventually where where you're, you have to pull out your baton and, and, and beat up, a, do a bunch of drills. You have to do push-ups and sit-ups and jumping jacks. And, and you have to do a bunch of different things. And then at the end of it, you have to, air fingers, quote, fight off a couple guys who are trying to get your gun. They give you a fake weapon, trying to get your gun. You have to fight them off, pull out your weapon, get them both proned out on the ground so they can't hurt you or anything like that. So I'm watching people go ahead of me, and it just looks horrible. Everybody's just sobbing. It's not because you're crying. It's because your eyes, it, it feels like someone has taken a lighter to your eyeballs. That's what it feels like. It's terrible. Your lungs, your nose, and your face, your skin is on fire because the pepper is gets into your pores. It's terrible. So I, I'm watching. I should have gone first because by the time you go, you've watched everyone else go through this, and you, now you're officially not doing well. I get up there, turn around, close my eyes. They spray. I do my own sound effects for the show. They spray down my face for it, and I turn around and open my eyes, and I'm ready for all this pain. And there's nothing. I don't feel anything. I feel the wetness on my face, but I don't feel anything. And I start going through this course. And now I don't know what's going on, but I have a big smile on my face. 
And you're in this unit with all these other new guys who got pulled out of their infantry units, so we didn't know each other. And they're looking at me go through this course smiling, and they're like, wow, Jesse must be the toughest guy ever, when really I was just immune and they didn't know it. (laughs) Well, the reason I do know it feels like getting a lighter held to your face is you have to pour water on me to activate mine. When I'm done, when I got done with it, they make you, they make you, it's not an option. They make you go over to the hose and spray your face off. I said, I don't need that hose. I'm fine. They're like, no, get that chemical, get it off your skin. Okay, I'll go do it. The second the water touched my skin, I don't know whether, I don't know what the, I'm sure a brainy person will know. I don't know whether it opened up the pores or what, but it felt like my face was melting off. It felt like it was melting off. So yeah, when I tell you about the hero gun, uh, that stuff works, man. And it works really, really well. All right. And brought up that it's Republicans moving to these red states, Idaho, Montana, Texas, uh, Florida. Part of the reason I rant so often about playing offense, about passing every part of your agenda. Don't tiptoe your way into it. What about the poll results? You pass everything, not just because it energizes your base. It demoralizes the other side. Think how often, if you're being honest, in the last 10 months, was 11 months, whatever, the last 11 months, think how often you have felt demoralized. Whether that's a permanent state or a temporary thing, it happens a lot. It happens a lot. You feel surrounded and demoralized. Why? Because every single day, they're moving forward on something, never backward, always passing some other crazy thing and some other crazy thing and some other crazy thing. And you get, you have these moments, I know you do because I do, where you just feel, oh, it's, it's, it's all lost. It's not, but you have these brief moments where it feels that way because they move so fast. That's what we should do. Don't pass an anti-abortion bill, pass an anti-abortion bill and an anti-legal immigration bill and a tax cut and a this and a that. Make sure they wake up every single day and they feel waterboarded with your agenda. Remember, remember, the biggest lie we have told ourselves on the right is this, that there's such a thing as neutrality. We want a neutral legal system, and we want a neutral federal government, and we want a neutral education system. You'll hear this a lot out of people getting involved in schools. I just want the politics out of it. Your child is not being taught by a robot. Your child is being taught by teachers, a human being. That human being teaching your child seven, eight hours a day is going to let his or her biases pass through to your child. Your child's education will be biased. The question is, which direction is it going to be biased? I'm not done. It is. The Jesse Kelly Show, final hour of the Jesse Kelly Show. I'm, I'm going to finally get to some phone calls. I've been, I've been avoiding them. All right, I've been avoiding them. 877-377-4373. Let's get to some calls now. This guy is anonymous in New York City. I can only imagine there's a reason for that. Anonymous, go. 
Hey, Jesse, how's it going? Good, boss. So, uh, with the uh, New York City Fire Department, and uh, basically just calling and let you know that, uh, you know, it looks like they're basically going to run us over as well. Uh, now, hold like, on, hold on. What about run. your union? Isn't your union supposed to be fighting them? What's the status? They are, and we have, we have uh, you know, labor contracts and everything else. And, and just for the past two years, just like everything else that's been going on, when we say they can't do that, this is illegal, everything doesn't, it doesn't matter with, with what's going on, just like everything else in the country right now. And, and the main culprit with everything, and, and I know you say this time and time again, is, is the media. If you can't get the media's backing on this or on anything or any type of, like, you know, even look at Cuomo last year. When the media was in his back pocket, Cuomo was the hero Hero that were talking about putting him up for president. And then when they decided to turn on him on a dime, that's it. He's, he's Now he's kicked to the side. And the same thing with de Blasio. De Blasio, you know, if he gets the, the media backing, I mean, the guy could be running for president next time. Who knows what's going to happen? But the point is, is that they, they basically telling people by the end of the month, if they're not vaccinated, they're going to just start terminating people. Which again should be against our union, against our contracts, and everything else, and nobody seems to care. You know. Do we have an idea on numbers? I, I know, I know, you're not, you're just one guy. I'm sure you talk to a bunch of people, though. Do you have any idea numbers, percentages? What I mean, I can't believe we're about to fire a bunch of New York firefighters. What kind of numbers are we talking about here? It's you know what I don't know how many guys are gonna gonna go that that route i mean at this point i think guys are you know basically with the union is basically saying get yourselves vaccinated uh, and you know basically they're sort of you know they're sort of giving up the fight at this point because i think that they they were given an ultimatum and you know i think you know listen i mean this this guy is out of office in two months and then he's gonna you know he's looking to burn the city on the way out the door and grief. the more he does that you know, the better he'll probably, better standing he'll probably have an AOC's party and everything else for for future and, and politics, unfortunately. That's, that's true. Hang in there, my brother. Hang in there. I hope we get to have a beer one day. I hear you. Thank you. And that's, just wrap your minds around this. New York City firefighters and NYPD cops were about to fire these guys. Fire these guys. Everything they've gone through, everything those guys do. Gosh, that is freaking terrible. Johnny in Jersey, go. Hey, Jesse, I was sick on Friday, and I missed your show live for the first time since you've been on in New York City. I was way under the weather. My daughter and my dog nursed me back to health a bit. Today I still went to work being under the weather, but that sergeant who became the gunnery sergeant, John Bassalone, Medal of Honor, Monday, made me forget everything. I'm fine now. I got nothing to whine about. The guy took a water-cooled 30 cal machine gun, threw it on his bare arm because he couldn't find his asbestos gloves, and killed Jap by the hundreds. Yes, he so- sure did. Yes, he sure did. John Bazalone, if you missed Medal of Honor Monday, it, you, can, you can download it on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. And yeah, that John Bazalone, man. And I would highly recommend, not that I like to push other TV shows and stuff like that on you, if you haven't seen The Pacific I believe, don't quote me on this, I think Clint Eastwood may have even been involved in making the, the Pacific. He was, Michael? Or Michael says he was. It is really, really, really well done. And they made us learn a ton about the Pacific because, like I said, Bazalone's unit on Guadalcanal, that was my unit. So when you join a Marine Corps unit, 
the, whatever it's it's past heroes, Chesty Polar, Basloom, they make you learn a lot about them. So we got to learn a lot about that kind of combat and what it was like. It's a really well done show. It's a really really well done show. Mike in Idaho, go boss. Jesse, I just first of all want to appreciate what you talked about last segment about getting on offense, and I like that. I want to get there too. But one of my biggest takeaways from Virginia is that I think Trump is better for better at working with us kind of in the shadows than out front with 25 to 30 tweets a day. As we have him right now, he's kind of a kingmaker. He's kind of working in there. He's um, able to reach the party. He's able to influence candidates. And he's able to energize the base more as a martyr than being kind of out there publicly to kind of alienate some people like, you know, suburban housewives with his personality. Now, I personally, I'm no oracle like you, <laughs> but I would bet that Twitter and Facebook unsuspend Trump in the lead up to the 22 election. Now, they'll do so under the guise of it being fair and he's served his time, but they're only doing it because they believe that releasing him will do more to turn off moderates than it will do to galvanize and turn out his base. I think we need to be smarter. Now, the communists, they're out there publishing their nutty ideas full sale in the media outlets. They are not hiding their crazy, not at all. I mean, look what Bootgeg did today. It's, it's nuts. I want to I want us to, you know, hide what they think is our crazy a little better. Now, make no mistake, I want to shut down the border. I want to make drastic cuts to government spending everywhere. I want a massive purge. Of- I like it. I like a lot of that. I like a lot of that. Uh the Trump thing I don't know. I'll be look, just Stu and me talking. I don't know what to do about Trump. I mean, what I can do about it. not like I'm in control of him, neither are you, neither is anyone. I don't know what to think about Trump going into 2024. I'm just going to say this again. I liked Trump's presidency a lot. It was really good. He he shocked me how good he was. Shocked me. I hated him before he was elected. I was stunned how good he was at accomplishing the things I wanted done. But I do believe the fight we have going forward is with the federal bureaucracy. When I see in just the last week or two the Federal Bureau of Investigation has, quote, lost an HD video from Canosa, Wisconsin, that allegedly would have exonerated Kyle Rittenhouse before the trial. They lost it, and they didn't give the other video they had to the defense? When you combine that with the fact the FBI has been used recently to attack concerned parents, when you combine that with Everything else going on right now, I am very, very concerned about the federal law enforcement arm in the entire federal federal bureaucracy. Now, what's that have to do with Trump? I liked Trump's presidency a lot. Trump's personnel decisions, his hiring and firing were as bad as anything I've ever seen in my entire life. It It's indefensible. Do not call or email me trying to defend it. It is indefensible. I like Trump. I believe the hiring and firing is critically important for the next Republican president because you're going to be facing so much opposition from within your own government, State Department, FBI, CIA, just like Trump did. If the next president isn't equipped and ready to go in there and stop, start firing the top five levels of leadership in the Federal Bureau of Investigation and replace them with good people, not Christopher Ray, good people, then I don't know. So like I said, I don't, I don't know how to unpack what Trump did. 
And by the way, referencing what Mike in Idaho said, butt gig, butt gig, when he was asked about infrastructure today, I got to tell you, these people are all nuts. As to where we target those those dollars, you know, I, I'm still surprised that some people were surprised when I pointed to the fact that uh, if a highway was built for the purpose of di- dividing a white and a black neighborhood, or if an underpass was constructed such that a bus carrying mostly black and Puerto Rican kids uh, to a beach, or that would have been, uh, in New York was, was designed uh, too low for it to pass by, that that obviously reflects racism that went into those design choices. That's the transportation secretary. These people are all nuts. And you know what? The nutballs, maybe we should be grateful about farting Joe Biden. Can you believe the president of the United States farted in front of the Duchess of Cornwall? And it was loud. I don't know whether it stinked. She isn't talking about that, but apparently it was very loud and very long. We have the Duchess of Cornwall talking about the president of the United States of America farting at a climate change convention. How much lower can we travel here? You know what, Chris? I hope she farted back. That's what I'd have done. You ever been in a situation like that? Somebody's cutting your hair or something like that, and they fart on you? Well, not maybe not fart on you, but they fart right there? I'll tell you what. Don't think I'm going to hold back. If you don't hold back, I'm not holding back either. <laughs> oh, gosh. It, these people, I've come to, I've figured this out. Some people in this society, they love to be servants. They want to be taken care of cradle to the grave. And I have an excellent audio example of this in a second. Hang on. Missed out? Catch up. JesseKellyShow.com It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Dear Jesse, armrest dominance Kelly. I fly for a helicopter EMS company. One of our main flights involved transporting possible stroke patients from rural areas. I can't believe I just said rural first shot out of the gates. Don't roll your eyes, Chris. That's not an easy word. Anyway. Possible stroke patients from rural areas to stroke centers quickly. Time loss equals brain loss, he said. This morning, we had one of these flights. While in the hospital, I overheard a nurse remind the doctor that there is a shortage of TPA. TPA is a super clot-busting drug used on stroke patients if they fall within time frame and are not on other blood thinners. I asked, about, I asked the nurse about this and was informed that TPA comes in a kit that consists of drug and a disbursement doodad. The drug isn't in short supply, but the doodad in the kit is. I'm assuming this is part of the kit is manufactured outside the U.S. Just another shortage story that has me concerned. The patient was able to receive TPA and was operated on within 30 minutes of our arrival. I will be following up on his condition. He says, P.S., we probably crossed paths on the way to Baghdad, but I'm sure I would have remembered a six-foot-eight steely-eyed Marine, arms akimbo, asserting elbow dominance. <laughs> now, that, look, this supply chain stuff is a big deal. They, these medical ones I keep getting in are what really scare me. Postponing surgery, stuff like that is really bad. It's really, really bad. All right, before I get to your calls, 877-377-4373. Chris, I want you to play number 16 and just, it's really, really odd to me having watched a two-year assault on our liberty. I've been watching it in horror. Same same as you've been watching it. 
and how much I hate it all and just wanted to end and get past all this. It's so odd to me how many people there are out there who've absolutely loved it and never want it to end. Even after the pandemic, uh, I'm just going to do it. it. Sure. Yeah. yeah, you see. Yeah. yeah. We're doing, especially in airports. Yeah. People are still walking the streets wearing masks when they take Yeah. You know, Joe, it's like it protects you from the flu and stuff. Yeah. yeah you know, I, the, the thing is, I, I, I've said it before. I hate wearing masks. I just hate them mm-hmm. at the same time. It's been really nice not having the flu, uh, huh. but on airplanes, that's one of the few places where, I mean, how many times, well, you know, we've you. flown uh, so many years, uh, and you hear somebody coughing and sneezing, you sit uh. going, oh my God, I'm going to have a flu for the next two exactly. weeks, and sure enough, half the time you did. So that is a great thing, uh, That and it, it is one place where, man, if, if I can go another year and a half, two years mm-hmm. without the flu... I'll put that mask on in a plane, uh, whether I like it or not. There you go. What's wrong with these people? There, there are, there's a percentage of Americans out there. They love masks. They love lockdowns. They love being told to get a vaccine and their 19th booster. They have loved this. And is it, is it upbringing? Is it just how, is it how God made some people? I, I can't wrap my mind around that kind of mentality. What does it take to think that way? What does it take to think that way? It's insane to me. It's just it's bonkers. We live in a bonkers world. All right. Michael in Tennessee. Michael, go. Yes. Yeah, Jesse, love you. Uh, I think the one, we are looking at hard times are coming. Because we got an administration that can't be stopped. And like you said, you don't even know what he's doing. On times are coming. But I do believe that, you know, Trump's going to go again. He's going to win. Kevin McCarthy may wind up president in 2023. Who knows? <laughs> but, uh, those- I don't know what we're doing there. Anyway, we're going to keep going here. U.S. inflation ex- U.S. inflation expectations surged to another record high, the New York Fed survey shows. When I tell you to buy gold, there's a reason. It, all right, let's, let's, let's have a depressing moment. Let's, let's just you and I share a depressing moment together. Because I thought about this. You, you, you heard Joe Biden talking about, I mean, well, look, here he is. He's talking about paying a large sum of money to illegal immigrants. This is with a migrant caravan currently on the way, and this will obviously create another one. Listen to this. Where do you stand? You said last week uh, that this report about uh, migrant families at the border getting payments uh, was garbage. No, I didn't Uh, say that. Let's get it straight. You said everybody coming across the border... It's five hundred, four hundred fifty thousand dollars. So the number was what you had a problem. The number I was referring to. Okay. Now here's the thing. Sure. If in fact, because of the the outrageous behavior of the last administration, you coming across the border, whether it was legal or illegal, and you lost your child, you lost your child. It's gone. You deserve some kind of compensation, no matter what the circumstances. What that will be, I have no idea. I have no idea. We are going to pay illegal immigrants large amounts of money to come here. We have a supply chain crisis. We have 
inflation that is not only running away, they just passed another over $1 trillion bill that's not paid for at all. Massive tax cuts inside of it. That's what's crazy. The bill itself actually makes us poorer. Uh, China is currently doing naval drill or doing drills to attack our our ships. Hey, look, it's all really really bad. When I tell you to go buy gold, I don't want you to do anything crazy. I'm not telling you that. Don't don't sell all your possessions and spend, buy gold with all of it. Man, get something, get something, because there are strange times afoot out here. <laughs> Dear Oracle. I work for a large government contracting company based on the East Coast. I just completed our yearly online required training for such topics as ethics training, sexual harassment, and time card charging. It was all a disgusting uh, display of woke culture and critical race theory. It was all about inclusion, new norms, transgenders, how to identify our obvious biases and discriminatory practices. This brainwashing is alive and well in industry as well in schools. Look, that's what's so wild these days. And that's, I I think that's what has me kind of twisted up about how fast all this stuff has come down. It feels like it was overnight, doesn't it? It feels like just wham, all of a sudden everything got crazy overnight. I don't think it's that everything got crazy overnight. I think the crazy that used to be on the street corner uh, some college campus somewhere, that crazy's in the boardroom now. Now he's your general. Now he's your senator. Now he's your CEO, your college professor. The crazy is now in leadership, and that's a big part of why we're going nutso. Hang on. Jesse Kelly show. I have no idea why I'm in such a good mood. The, the country's burning down. I mean, I, I can't wrap my mind around this. This is just headline number one. China builds mock-ups of U.S. Navy ships in an area used for missile target practice. It's a big aircraft carrier. They build a mock-up of an aircraft carrier. Which pairs nicely with headline number two. Navy launches ship for gay rights leader Harvey Milk. And that's what I was talking about going into the break. The crazy people, the the nutters, you know, they used to be held on the fringes of society. Now, not only are they not held on the fringes, not only are they welcomed into society, in society, they are pushed on society, pushed on it. I mean, look, let's talk about something uncomfortable. <laughs> no, you're going to find that shocking. We're going to talk about something uncomfortable. This headline, nearly a third of millennials, that's 18 to 24, nearly a third of millennials identify as LGBT. What? I mean, people do understand whatever your thoughts on that, that's generally about 1% to 2% of a society. We now have 30% of millennials identifying that way. There's only one way that happens. People do understand that, right? The only way that happens is by society telling young people that's the goal. That's what you want to be. I remember a long time ago, I don't remember what the poll is. I should have got it before this, but I don't do research for the show. 
that showed, again, uh, 1% to 2% of Americans were LGBTQ, Air Force, however, whatever, whatever letters you want to put on it. And yet they pulled it and found that 25%, that was the number society thought were, because it's pushed so much. What are we doing? What are we doing as a nation? Why are we doing it? Are we pretending? Are we really going to go down that, you know, you can be not hateful and not judgmental of people while realizing healthy societies have young men and young women getting married to each other and making babies. That's what healthy societies do universally. Universally. doesn't mean that has to be your life. I don't care how you live. I'm not your pastor. I'm not your dad, nor am I qualified to be either. But on the whole, that's what healthy societies do. This society, we tell everyone they have to be gay. It's really weird, and it's not healthy. It's not healthy. In New Haven, Connecticut, I don't know, someone deleted your name. Go. Al. Al, go ahead, boss. It's me. Jeff, I was just fired about two months ago. Uh. And on September 7th, after 30 years... (sighs) of performing all over the state of Connecticut as the top performer for three different healthcare companies, doing concerts and shows for them 30 years. And they go to me for every top show. Whenever there's a big, big event, they go, let's get out, let's get out. And I did everything, and they all loved me, and they all couldn't wait until September 7th. Then I got a note, an email that said, if you don't get vaccinated, you're canceled from 110 concerts that you have booked with us. Okay? So that's how I make a living. That's my job. It's not like a side thing. I worked so hard to get all those accounts. And they just basically took away the next six months of my income and said, too bad. And I said, my doctor told me I can't get vaccinated. I already had COVID and I have a religious success. I have every single thing that you could possibly have to, to just make them go, well, come on, we can't possibly do this for this guy. And they still said, you take the jab or not. And I was going there to take it. And then just as I was walking in, I said, I'd rather lose my freaking job. And I just walked out. And now for two months, I've been scrambling to just make any kind of money doing anything until I could get to Florida, a free state. And I have to start my career all over again. Let me tell you something, though, Al. Let me tell you something. One, I admire your bravery. I think it's awesome what you did. It does matter when people are quitting instead of getting fired or or quitting instead of taking it or getting fired instead of taking it. You don't understand. Those little bits of courage matter. They're contagious. That's one. Two, it sucks. I know that that's no comfort. It does suck. You watch, though. You're going to be a happier man down surrounded by people who share your values. I just want to encourage everybody going through this right now. I'm not dismissing what you're going through. It's a very big deal. It's unjust. It's freaking criminal is what it is, but I'm not going to go off on that right now. But when you land somewhere, like I have someone very close to me and they're losing their job at a major corporation and I'm so daggone mad about it and I try not to get myself upset right now, but 
them, you, everybody. It's going to shake out in the end. I've been out of work. I've been out of work more than once. I've been out of work and looking for a new state to live in before. Again, more than once. I know what you're going through. I know that feeling of apprehension and uncertainty, and and it's really, really hard right now. I'm not dismissing it. I get it. But I'm telling you, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. There is a light at the end of the tunnel. I was living in Washington, D.C., hated every part of it, every bit of it, from how rude everyone was to the food, to the commute. The whole thing sucked and hated every bit of it, feeling completely lost, and then quit with nothing else. And just a few short years later, I was selling RVs in Dallas, Texas, living in a you know standard white neighborhood, the white suburbia, you know, white picket fence, I mean. Hanging out on the weekend, barbecues, watching football, surrounded by polite people, polite people. That's what you're going for. That's what's possible. That is what's possible. Get yourself surrounded by people who share your values. Go to Florida. Go to Idaho. Go to Texas. Go to get get out. These places that are blue, they're not only not backing away now. Places like Jersey, because Phil Murphy just squeaked back in there. That dog. I love New Jersey, too. That sucks. He's not going to back off. He's going to go full steam ahead. Hochul in New York, full steam ahead. Newsom in California. They're going to press the gas pedal. There's not some light at the end of your tunnel. Get out. Move. Trust me, you're better off. I didn't know George Floyd. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. I didn't know St. George Floyd had a nephew. Apparently he did. George Floyd's nephew threatens the jurors in the Kyle Rittenhouse case. In case you haven't been following along with the Kyle Rittenhouse case, America's number one trash man. He uh, it it didn't it didn't go well for the prosecution today. It, by all accounts, I was talking to a bunch of lawyers who were watching a bunch of it. By all accounts, it doesn't look like this thing even should have gone to trial. It just it, it just doesn't look like it should have gone to trial at all. And that's going really bad. So, of course, St. George Floyd's nephew is they're threatening to release the personal information of the jurors or they'll track them down. This is the kind of thing you get a lot more of when you let Antifa, Black Lives Matter animals pillage your streets for months on end. They now think they can. They now think they have the power. They have the muscle to do things like this without a second thought. That's why when street communists start to burn things, you lock them up, throw massive fines on them, and that goes away. But if you sit back and enable it, because you're trying to be the tolerant nice guy, what you've done is you've encouraged that kind of activism now. And now, who who can blame St. George Floyd's nephew? He feels like he's in charge, isn't he? I remember all the Black Lives Matter guys getting turned loose from, from jail last year. That's what I remember. Insanity. Crazy world out there. Do you switch to Peer Talk yet, by the way? $800. Uh, now, $800 may not be a lot to you, but that's a decent amount of money. The average family is saving over $800 when they switch from Verizon or AT&T or T-Mobile to Pure Talk. And it's not like you have to sacrifice anything. Pure Talk is on the exact same 5G network as one of those big guys. And yet they have this huge savings with customer service. 
based in America. When you call customer service, you get to speak to an American. You can keep your phone if you want. They have steals on the new iPhone 12 right now, if that's your fancy. But Pure Talk, CEO is a Vietnam veteran. Start putting your money where your morals are. They have a 30-day risk-free guarantee. You have nothing to lose. From your cell phone, dial pound 250 and say Jesse Kelly, and you'll save 50% off your first month. That's pound 250 and say Jesse Kelly. Save yourself even more money. Switch to Pure Talk. I did. He doesn't care if you believe him, but he's right. Jesse Kelly. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Oh, gosh. Sometimes. And look, I want you to understand I don't like being this guy. I don't like peppy on Monday guy. And I definitely don't like the guy when work's about over being like, oh, man, I wish we could stay here all day. But sometimes on Monday, especially when there's a lot of great stories, sometimes I say stuff like that. And then Chris gets mad because he has to do a bunch of technical stuff. But that's not my problem. That's not my problem. I get to come over here and just screw off. And then Chris has to patch everything up afterwards. <laughs> if you missed any part of the show, the whole thing is available on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. Let's get to a couple emails before I get to headlines. Dear Jesse, all last week and over the weekend, I listened to talk radio more than I normally do. You are so right about the callers who suck up to the host and waste their three minutes. Not good radio. I couldn't stand it. I changed the dial nine times and I turned off the radio nine times. I kept the radio off until your show. You can use my name. It kills the show. I get why people do it. It kills the show. It's There's a natural inclination on, beha- on the host's part and the caller's part to be polite. But we're not in the polite business. We're in the get to the point business. Get to the point. Not going to lie. Those are some, wow, I can't repeat like any of this email. Those are some beep, beep, good burgers. Me and my roommate are both Border Patrol agents in California. Needless to say, it has been beep depressing to go to work each day this year. Frankly, I'm embarrassed to put my face on a uniform each day, and if I wasn't if I wasn't 15 years deep into my career, I would certainly quit. Let's go, Brandon. <laughs> Anyways, We decided to give your cheeseburger recipe a go, not thinking you were all that. Well, that's where you were mistaken. However, you definitely proved me wrong. That beep is like a, wow, I cannot say that word, a blank on a bun. It it was a good thing. I just, just know that it's a good thing. Thank you ever so much for sharing the recipe. I can never have a regular burger again. You can use my name. I don't give a beep. (laughs) Buddy, I know... I said I would use your name if you tell me I can. I am, however, not going to reveal the identity of a Border Patrol agent. Do you, especially with my Kamala Harris jokes, do you have any idea how much this administration hates my guts? I mean, hates my guts. I had Jill Jill Biden's press secretary attacking me. These people hate my guts. You think they don't have people listening to the show? If I give, I'm, look, I'm fine with p- taking chances with my own career. If you think I'm giving out the information of a border patrol agent, you have another thing coming, buddy. You'd be riding a desk in Alaska by the end of the week. There's no way I'm giving out your info. All right, it's time. And now here's a headline. By the go, you know the you know the thing. Headlines we didn't get to. 
COVID-19 vaccines and myocarditis link probed by researchers. Several theories are under investigation seeking to explain heart inflammation conditions among the unvaccinated or among the vaccinated. Look, I just want to say I am really genuinely glad they're looking into this. I think it's really, really, really important that they dig into things like this. And I love that they're digging into this before there's been a gigantic push. Because imagine how dangerous it would be if hundreds and hundreds of millions of people took this and then it turned out that it actually caused some serious health problems. Man, that would be really bad, wouldn't it? Headline, proof of vaccination requirement expands in L.A. starting Monday. Well, this was inevitable. As soon as New York City did it, the rest of the country was going to follow. New York City has very sadly been leading in the wrong direction during this entire pandemic. Think about this now. Think about this. The two biggest cities in the United States of America are places that I have enjoyed myself several times, and now I can't even go there anymore. I can't even go there anymore. How wild is that? Headline, Gage Grosskreutz. That's one of the Antifa guys. He's the Antifa guy Kyle Rittenhouse shot in the arm. He doesn't have a bicep anymore. Admits he saw the mob the mob attacking Kyle Rittenhouse and approached him with his gun drawn. Yeah, he admitted that during his testimony today. There's actually a picture floating around online of the prosecution putting his head in his hands after he said it. Yeah, it doesn't look like this whole thing should have actually happened. Headline. White House says the DOJ will determine the amount of payouts to migrant families. So just just pause for a moment as we wrap up here, and I want you to think about this. Illegal immigrants showed up at our door. We are now going to pay them for showing up at our door, and we are going to hand over the authority to write huge taxpayer-funded checks to illegal immigrants, we're going to hand that over to the Justice Department? This this whole place is crazy, man. Headline, Taliban to the West. Release the frozen funds or be flooded with the wave of migrants. Well, I'd like to see those migrants try to cross our borders. Headline, Surgeon General Murthy. Vaccine mandate for smaller businesses not off the table. Oh, come on. We're still doing this pretend thing. We all know what's coming. There's going to be a vaccine mandate for every single American, large or small business. There's going to be a vaccine mandate to travel. There's going to be a vaccine vaccine mandate for children. And the reason all these insane mandates are coming down is because Americans, frankly, never stopped any of this. We allowed one thing and then allowed the next thing and then allowed the next thing and then allowed the next thing. And now... Now they're going to force you to inject your child with something or your child's not going to be able to go to school. Why? The real reason why? I know this gets uncomfortable because when governors stood up and said, your job isn't essential, Americans said, oh, okay, I'll go home. Once people get a taste of that kind of power, once they taste it, they don't get tired of it. It's like a drug. They've got to have more of it and more of it and more of it. And they never, ever, ever let it go. This never stops. It will never stop. They will never, ever relent until we stop them, until we refuse, until we do not comply. This never ends until we end it, ever. All right.
We're going to have fun tomorrow. I promise. That's all. <laughs>